Welcome to Seableasy Knows. I'm the aforementioned Seableasy, and I'm the one that knows. Um, so, I don't know if you noticed. A part of me hopes you didn't, and a part of me hopes you did. Uh, but that is um, that is a, a better version of the theme song. Um, what I've decided to do, and what I often do when I make decisions, let me, I'll have an aside because uh, that's what we do here. Um, what I often do is I decide to do something and then I just do it. There's nobody here to tell me that's a dumb idea. There's nobody to tell me that that's a great idea. So I just go for it and that's that's my life. Um, so what I've decided is that I will um, add to the theme song every time I do one of these. Um, I've been putting off creating a nice uh, produced theme song because uh, this thing is just like my little hobby, my little side project, and um, I don't, I don't want to, you know, spend a week creating this amazing theme song uh, for something that's just kind of off on the side. I'd be, I'd be dedicating too many resources uh, to that, if that makes sense. And so instead, every time I do one, I will record a little bit more. So like today, I spent maybe, mm, I'm gonna say two hours, maybe an hour and a half or to two hours. Um, working on it so far and and most of that you don't hear i mean i i had a bunch of little things on the side i had a bunch of reverby things that i was i was working with um i recorded the piano a few times the voice quite a few times uh and anyway that's what we start with next time it might be next week whenever i record a new one uh, I will add a little bit more. I might put a bass in or something. I don't know. Uh, but I'm just going to kind of keep adding to it so I don't have to sit down and spend a ton of time. And it might be kind of fun for you, I, is what I would imagine, to hear it each time kind of grow and progress and turn into something um, different or cooler. Or just, I don't know. You, you'll get a little bit of a better look into my process. Uh, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because... I don't want to spend the time doing it all at once. Um, and at this point, I realized it was never going to happen uh, if I didn't just start. So I sat down today, a day when I have plenty of other things to do, and I did that instead. Um, how much time do I have? Not a whole lot. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. Um... But here we are. Well, okay, I can talk about this. I got a call from somebody from YouTube, Ugh. which is which is great, actually. It's some people hate it. I'm gonna zoom out. Just pardon me. Are you pardoning me? Okay, great. Um, I. Huh. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Yes. Oh, this is so much better. I just turned on scroll so I can see. I should have done that years ago. All right. Uh, because otherwise I was going to have to keep scrolling. But I clicked a button and now it tells me exactly where we are in the podcast. Oh, this is lovely. This is lovely. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so uh, I got a call from a guy from YouTube. 
which doesn't often happen. Usually it's because they want something from me or they want me to do something or they want, I don't know, they want something. But uh, I signed up for this thing and they called me and they said, we're looking at your stuff and we we have some ideas for how to grow your channel. And I said, great. And usually I'm skeptical or I've heard it all before, but this, this was a new person I had never talked to before. So I was like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and we're just going to hear what you have to say. And uh, he said, I should do two videos a week. And I thought, you are crazy. But then again, that, that thing that I decided, which was to go into it with an open mind, came back and I realized he was right. Uh, I don't have to do something big twice a week, but I do need to to throw something out there in the midweek because it was just kind of, I don't know, one a week is a lot when it's a song or something, but when you're thinking about content and keeping, um, staying relevant in people's minds, um, and I've done one a day for Christmas, I don't know if you are followers that closely, but years ago, um, a year ago and before for four years, I did a new video every day in December and it was too much. It was too much for me. It was too much for the viewers, which is more important because if it was too much for me, but like I got it done and people keep, you know, watching, kept watching it. Uh, that's one thing, but that's not what happened. I kept up with it barely and spent zero time with my friends or family. And then uh, people weren't watching. I mean, the first couple would have my normal amount of views and by the middle it was uh, a quarter, if not less, um, than what I was used to on a single video. So it's like, if I can, if that's what's going to happen, I'll just spend more time and do one a week. But he kind of uh, brought to my attention that there is there is something in between. So I'm going to start doing, and I have started doing, um, a couple videos so I do my Saturday video. It's the big song. It's the thing. And then I do one in the middle of the week. Uh, the problem with that is sometimes uh, I will be too busy to do a Saturday video. And uh, I'll just throw out something like a vlog or um, an update or something. And now all of those videos are on the Wednesdays or the Tuesday whenever I decide to throw it out. Um <laughs> And so I don't have that to fall back on anymore. I really have to stay um, on top of my Saturday videos. So that's, I don't know, makes me a little nervous. But I right now I'm, I've, I'm up to Saturday. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and, and the people are watching them. So like the Christmas videos, when I was saying like people stopped watching, people are watching these ones sometimes more than the Saturday videos. So... I, I guess I got to keep doing it. Um, I think it'll be good in the long run. But uh, that's that's really what's taken up a lot of my time. Um, because I am going on the road uh, next week and then the week after and then the week after that. I, I might just be going. I've been kind of dreading <laughs> in a weird way. Not a weird way, a normal way. Um, the next couple weeks because uh, I have to front load my YouTube work and then still prepare for live gigs and then go do the live gigs. And when I get back, it'll be time to do more YouTube videos. It really never ends. But uh, yeah, uh, just so you listeners know, I will be in New Milford, Pennsylvania 
um, a week from today, the 26th and 27th of April. And then I get back on <laughs> on Thursday. Um, maybe Friday. Might get back Friday morning. And then Saturday morning, I could fly out to Atlanta. So I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the 29th through May 1st. Um, I believe the gig must be Sunday. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then I have a week to <laughs> figure out my YouTube videos for the next couple weeks. I will be in Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, May 12th. Yes, 11th and 12th. Um, doing a jazz night uh, that is open to the public. And then I will be in Denver the following week. 13th through the 21st which is a long time um and the gigs are the 18th 19th and 20th in denver colorado i believe i just started getting the info for that uh that seems like it will also be open to the public that one will be a classical gig i'll be playing uh some features uh atlanta is is similar so that takes us through mid-may so i'm uh, i've just been looking at those next few weeks going this is gonna hurt a little bit and after that it gets it gets uh it gets fine the beginning and most of june is uh is kind of just fun uh, i have a few things i'll be doing with the marching band i'll be have a few things i'll be doing with um carol jarvis don't know if you know her you should and then um and then i fly out to california the end of june for the international trombone festival is this interesting to listen to i don't care because these are my plugs for upcoming events um so what else am i working on i don't know i have a long list of wednesday videos now and it's just like it's just extra 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 i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it anyway um let's talk about Hmm. All right. So the other day, I was hanging out with my brother, who uh, is the reason I play trombone. I don't know if he knows this or recalls this or cares, but um, when I was a young boy, I saw my brother playing the trombone uh, on stage at a jazz band concert, and um, I thought, that's cool. I want to be like him. I want to play the trombone. And I picked up the trombone. That was the reason I did it. I remember seeing it, you know, reflect the lights off of the stage. And I just, I just wanted it. So I did that. Um, I, I don't know. Hmm. I'm fairly certain I did not know that that wasn't his main instrument. He was just playing trombone in the jazz band because you don't have baritones or euphoniums. Uh, so... It's possible if I saw him playing a euphonium or a baritone first, I would have gone there. But uh, thank God I did not. And um, yeah, so he's actually a baritone player and a piano player. But I and I did pick up piano probably because I saw him or some of my other siblings playing. Uh, but that was much much younger. I was six years old when I started piano lessons, um, and then years later I started trombone. Uh, so possibly for the same reason. Um, but in any case, I was talking to him. He's now the band director of the school that um, we all went to, all my siblings and I and me and I. 
and I don't know. I lost track of the structure of that sentence. Uh, in any case, he's the band director there. And I was hanging out with him a couple days ago, and we started talking, and I, I s- asked him a question. And this question, <laughs> this, the answer to this question, which, which we both thought we knew and, and didn't, mm, I put a lot of thought into this before asking him the question, and I thought I was just going to school him. And he came back with information I was not prepared to hear. And we went back and forth for probably three hours, if not more. And the question was, I said, hey, Kevin, is the, the trombone in B flat or C? And we started talking and he had this logic and he said, well, if you're talking about this, you're talking about that. And I had my logic and we, we started making our own arguments and tripping ourselves up. So it wasn't like he had his argument and he threw it at me and I couldn't, I, I was lost. He had his argument and he couldn't quite um, put it into words and I had my argument and I couldn't quite put it into words and we were just struggling and struggling and by the end of the hour-long debate we kind of reached a consensus we at least learned a lot and um, understood it much better but it, it's still very difficult to put into words but here's what we decided and it's it's uh it's helpful to just think about um instruments are made and then uh, the, especially, let's just say brass instruments, uh, have a fundamental pitch that if you don't press any buttons, you don't move the slide, you don't do anything, uh, it, it resonates at a certain pitch. Um, the trombone, that pitch is B flat. So you don't move the slide, just the way the tube is made, um, the fundamental note is B flat. The same is true for tuba. The same is true for trumpet. With a French horn, if you just blow into it and don't press anything down, the fundamental note is F. And so some of these make sense with the other instruments where you have um, instruments made in different keys, but you have a French horn, the fundamental is F. You have a trumpet, the fundamental is B flat. Those two uh, follow all of the rules. And when you write a note, uh, a C, that is, for each of these instruments. So with a horn and F, if you write a C and they read that C, uh, it will sound an F. With a trumpet in B flat, if you write a C and they read that C, it will sound a B flat. So those ones, uh, they follow all of the rules. The instrument is made in this key, the fundamental is this note, and when they read a C, it sounds that note as well. With tuba and baritone and trombone, it, they, uh, they break those rules. And that's where things start to get sketchy. Uh, a lot of people will say the trombone is in C or they will say the trombone is in concert pitch. Uh, and that um, kind of comes from the fact that when we see the note C, just like they do, when we play it, it sounds a C. Uh, but that has more to do with how we read it and less to do with how the instrument is made. I hope you're following all of this. So the, the trombone and the tuba and the baritone and... Uh, the trumpet are all uh, actually in the same key. They all are based on B-flat. The instrument sounds a B-flat. It resonates a B-flat. When you don't do anything, the instrument is made in the key of B-flat. However, we read in concert pitch. Trumpets read in B-flat. So, uh, my main argument with this was, 
if the tenor trombone is in B or is in C or in concert pitch, whichever way you want to say it, which my brother had uh, a big problem with saying anything was in C, and and this is this is a good good way to think of it because uh, the instrument isn't is not in C, but we read in concert pitch. Um, I don't think concert pitch and C are synonymous. <laughs> Before we had this conversation, I did. So anyway. The, the main argument I had was, and still have, uh, there's such thing as an alto trombone, and that trombone's fundamental is E-flat. However, we still read uh, music that is in concert pitch. We transpose um, ourselves and, and know how to play this new instrument. However, the, the music is the same. Sometimes it will be in a different clef, but it's in the same key as the music for a tenor trombone. So, if you say the tenor trombone is in concert pitch or in C, then the alto trombone is also, and that's ridiculous because the instruments are in different keys and they play completely differently, so they can't be the same. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's my main argument. Uh, that so I've I've caught you up to maybe an hour into the conversation, but then uh, what I've realized over the years is if I write music. Um, in bass clef, in F, so like a horn in F, if I write for, for that, uh, but in bass clef, I can read it completely normally as if it was written uh, for a tenor trombone, uh, but on the alto trombone. So I don't have to do anything besides transpose on my lips, and I can read it as if it were in concert pitch um, uh, for the tenor trombone. Uh, so there's no like relearning where notes are. I just pick it up and I can play the music. Um, that's been like the bane of people's existence who try to learn the alto trombone is you have to learn a new instrument and you have to learn new music a lot of the time when they write it in alto clef, which makes sense. Alto trombone, alto clef, uh, but it makes you learn a new instrument and a new clef. And at the same time, it's just, it's just really difficult. And I realized that I'm writing my own music. I can just transpose it. So I don't have to do that. Um, so the slide positions will be the same. And um, here's where it's it gets confusing. Um, a little, but now that we've talked it out, it's it's okay. So why would I have to write it in F if the trombone is in E flat? Um, and my we we approached it from different ways. the The answer is the same. So my brother is saying uh, you have to um, go since it's up a fourth from B flat on the tenor trombone. Uh, the fundamental is E flat up a fourth. You have to go down a fourth to um, F in order to uh, have that same interval. That works. That makes sense. My uh, logic of it is with a tenor trombone, the instrument is in B is in B flat, but we read uh, in C, so that's up a step. Uh, meaning, when a C is written, it sounds a C. So, uh, just like those other ones that we've already talked about. However, with an alto trombone, the instrument is in E-flat, and so you go up a step uh, to F, and that is where it reads. Um, meaning, when a C is written, it sounds an F, which is, which is crazy. It's, it, it's, uh, if the instruments followed the same rules as the other ones, as trumpet and, and French horn, and I'm sure many of the woodwinds that I'm not uh, as confident about, but uh, if it followed all of those rules, then a, an E-flat trombone, when it saw a C, it would sound an E-flat, and a B-flat trombone, when it saw a C, it would sound a B-flat. But 
that's more confusing to trombone players because we're like, why don't you just call it what it is, like on a piano uh, or anything else? It, it makes much more sense to us to just call it what the note is and learn how to play it. But uh, yeah, when you start transposing instruments like uh, to an E flat trombone, uh, it's it's a little confusing, especially because it's only a step apart from what it, it technically should be on both cases, I guess. Uh, but yeah, when a, when a alto trombone, an E-flat trombone sees a C, the way I write it, um, in F, that is, uh, it sounds an F. So that is, uh, that is why it happens. That is what it is. I believe I'm the only person that I know of, I hope there are others out there, that write alto trombone music in F. Uh, that means anybody who knows how to play a tenor trombone can pick it up and play it and without having to learn anything new, uh, besides maybe where it, it, it sounds, because it feels a lot different. It's, it's a fourth away from what you're used to playing. Um, but once you get the hang of that, which takes, I don't know, a couple minutes, rather than, here, take this instrument and learn it again, <laughs> which is years of, of figuring it out and, and kind of detuning your brain uh, from what you know. Um, so anyway, uh, I have four minutes left, so I think I, I'm done here, but, uh, I, I hope you followed my logic. I hope it was interesting for trombone players, uh, brass players. If there's anybody listening to this podcast that is neither of those things, boy, I hope you turned it off by now, um, or followed it. I just, I doubt, I feel like the, this is a high bar of, um, um, knowledge to have to have to understand all of it. Uh, but I think if, if you play any brass instrument, you could, you could have probably been along for the ride. However, I promise me, all of you listening, if you ever get into this conversation, you come back and you listen to this podcast. This is myself included because I thought I knew everything and then I was just so wrong and we had to talk it out for three hours. Uh, just save yourself that. If you ever get into the conversation and wonder, oh, why is it that way? Why is it this way? Uh, the reason we write things in different keys uh, for the different instruments is it comes from old horns where they would have different tuning so you'd have an f horn a c horn a b flat horn and you would just put in a different pipe it would tune the instrument in a completely different way and you wouldn't have valves you wouldn't have slides it was just that tuning of the instrument and you would just have the overtone series of that instrument and then you take out another uh, i don't know if it's a lead pipe or whatever changes the key and so the the music is written the same no matter what and it feels, uh, I suppose, different, but the intervals are all the same. And so they would write the music in C, we'll say, and then each horn would have a different key. So if you play it in B-flat, now the music's in B-flat. If you play it in F, now the music's in F. Uh, and you don't have to relearn anything. But now that we have valves and we have slides and we have all these other things, uh, it doesn't make as much sense anymore, if, if any sense at all. Um, so that's why it is the way it is. It's a little annoying that these different instruments are taught. These notes are different than what they sound, and then they have to learn concert pitch as well. Uh, we could wipe it clean and, and start over, and it would all be very easy. But uh, alas, this is where we've started because of what came before, and the trombone does not fit into those rules. And this is why, and this is what, and the answer is to my question... Of course.
um, is the trombone in B flat or C? The trombone is in B flat. The instrument itself is made in B flat. It sounds a B flat. However, the person playing the trombone reads in concert pitch. When you see the note C, a C comes out. However, it's not in first position uh, or open like all of these other instruments. A C uh, for trumpet, they play open. On French horn, they play open. Does that make sense? I hope so. Uh, if not, listen again and listen again and just think about it and, uh, and try not to get into this logical fallacy because it was, it was, it was fun and it was crazy, but it was like 4am and we're like exhausted and like, and I just remember my brother going, all right, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> and we just talked it out. So there you have it. The trombone simultaneously in B flat and C. That was Seed Lazy Nose. Next week, maybe I'll record an outro.